0: Before we begin, it's very important that we ask God for permission to help us understand His Word, what we are about to study together. So if you are in a position to kneel, please join me as we pray and ask the Lord for wisdom to understand what we are about to go through together. Dear precious and loving Lord who art in heaven, we thank you firstly for gracing us with the beautiful gift of your word, the Holy Bible, a word that is eternal, a word that is filled with truth and nothing but the truth. We ask you kindly, O dear Lord, that you help us to understand this word because you are the author through agencies of human beings across different generations. We ask you, Lord, that you give us the wisdom to understand what you wrote. There is a purpose behind what you wrote in your word. And hence we ask you, Lord, to help us understand and realize this purpose and may nourish us and help us grow as your children. We lay this prayer before thee in the wonderful and precious name of our Redeemer and our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. From now on, I am telling you what will happen before it occurs, so that when it does take place, you may believe that I am He who I say I am, the Christ the Anointed, the Messiah, John 13, verse 19. Do we remember when we mentioned the plan of redemption for us having existed before the world was created in the previous episode? Today we will look at prophecies. What is the purpose of prophecy? For one, to know what will happen so that we can be better prepared for it. The bigger picture, to know that the word of God is true. This translates to how what God says will happen does happen. And this means when God tells us that he is coming again to take us to his eternal kingdom where we will never suffer again, he means it. We will look at the prophecies that led to the first coming of Christ. This will help us understand the truth of the prophecies of his second coming. We also noted how Jesus was never created. He always existed. Paul used an example of Melchizedek to explain how Christ did not have a genealogy before his ministry on earth. He chose Abraham as the lineage that would lead up to his birth into the world as a man. The Lord said, Shall I keep secret from Abraham, my friend and servant, what I am going to do? since Abraham is destined to become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. For I have known, chosen, acknowledged him as my own, so that he may teach and command his children, the sons of his household, after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is righteous and just, so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has promised him. Genesis 18 verse 17 to 19. God manifest in humanity. Now we will look at how Jesus brought this to fruition by tracing the many signs he offered that led up to his birth as a human. A birth that was not supposed to be a surprise for Israel. This is a big study and needs patience. Let us begin. He would be the seed of a woman. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Genesis 3 verse 15 Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favoured one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Luke 1 verse 26 to 31. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. Revelation chapter 12 verse 5. The promised seed of Abraham. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Genesis 12 verse 3. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ the son of David, the son of Abraham. Matthew chapter 1 verse 1 You are sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. To you first, God having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Acts 3 verse 25 And 26. The Heir to the Throne of David For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 to 7. Now in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man, whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in the angel said to her, and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob for ever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Luke 1 verse 26 to 33. The place of his birth. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me The one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. Micah 5 verse 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Matthew chapter 2 verse 1. Born of a virgin. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah 7 verse 14 Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. The Massacre of Children Thus says the Lord, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. Jeremiah 31 verse 15. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramach, lamentation, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. Matthew 2, verse 16 to 18. Escape to Egypt. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt I called my son. Hosea chapter 11 verse 1. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the lord through the prophet saying out of egypt i called my son matthew 2 verse 13 to 15 his ministry in galilee nevertheless the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed as when at first he highly esteemed the land of zebulun and the land of naphtali and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, in Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 1 to 2. Now when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. Matthew 4, verse 12 to 16. The Liberator. the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, they that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 3. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 22. Prophecy of Jesus the prophet. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear. Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 15. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who is come into the world. John 6, verse 14. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. John chapter 1, verse 45. For if you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote about me. John chapter 5 verse 46. As a priest like Melchizedek, the Lord has sworn and will not relent, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Psalm 110 verse 4. Hmm. An oath that will never be broken. Incredible. This hope, we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us. Even Jesus, having become high priest for ever, according to the order of Melchizedek (Hebrews 6:19-20), and it is yet far more evident if, in the likeness of Melchizedek, there arises another priest who has come not according to the law of a fleshly commandment, but according to the power of an endless life. For he testifies, You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. And inasmuch as he was not made priest without an oath, for they have become priests without an oath, but he with an oath by him who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not relent, You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 15 to 17 and verse 20 to 22. The better covenant. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6 and Hebrews chapter 7 verse 22 to 28. His rejection by Jews. He is despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with the grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Isaiah 53 verse 3 But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. Psalm 22 verse 6 He came to his own and his own did not receive him. John 1 verse 11 A part of his characteristics foretold. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Isaiah 11 verse 2 And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Luke chapter 2 verse 52 The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Luke chapter 4 verse 18. His kingly entrance into Jerusalem. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. Zechariah 9 verse 9. Indeed, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the world, Say to the daughter of Zion, Surely your salvation is coming. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. Isaiah 62 verse 11. The next day a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him, and that they had done these things to him. John 12, verse 12 to 16. Betrayed by his friend. Even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread. Has lifted up his heel against me. Psalm 41, verse 9. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him thirty pieces of silver. So from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. When evening had come, he sat down with the twelve. Now as they were eating, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? He answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? He said to him, You have said it. Matthew 26 verse 20 to 25. And immediately while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now his betrayer had given them a signal, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him and lead him away safely. As soon as he had come. Immediately he went up to him and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid their hands on him and took him. Mark 14, verse 43 to 46. Sold for 30 pieces of silver. Then I said to them, If it is agreeable to you, give me my wages, and if not, refrain. So they weighed out for my wages 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, Throw it to the potter, that princely price they set on me. So I took the thirty pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord for the potter. Zechariah chapter 11 verse 12 to 13. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him thirty pieces of silver. So from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Matthew 26, verse 14 to 16. Thirty pieces returned and used for a potter's field. And the Lord said to me, Throw it to the potter, that princely price they set on me. So I took the thirty pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord for the potter. Zechariah chapter 11 verse 13. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? You see to it. Then he drew down the pieces, then he threw down, sorry, the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priests took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury because they are the price of blood. And they consulted together and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced. Matthew 27, verse 3 to 9. Dear listener, if you have done any wrong in your life, if you feel hopeless and swim in the thick mud of despair, do not give up. Do not commit suicide. That is not the answer. God would have forgiven Judas and he can forgive you. Peter denied Christ three times but was forgiven and he became an integral part of Christ's ministry going forward. Matthew chapter 26, John chapter 21 verse 15 to 17, Acts chapter 2 verse 14 to 41. Manasseh practiced spiritualism and idolatry but was forgiven by God. 2nd Chronicles chapter 33 verse 1 to 20. Nebuchadnezzar worshipped false idols and God brought him to worshipping the true God. Daniel chapter 4. Paul persecuted Christ's flock, but God made him a great worker for the same gospel he fervently fought against. Acts chapter 26 verse 1 to 23. You too, dear listener, can find mercy from God. He loves you too much to have you commit suicide. His hand is stretched out, open with warmth to lead you away from your mistakes. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 to 19. To help you change your ways, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. Please do not give up. Seek the Lord and he will be with you. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 to 21. False witnesses accuse him. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. Psalm 27 verse 12. Fierce witnesses rise up. They ask me things that I do not know. They reward me evil for good. To the sorrow of my soul. Psalm 35 verse 11 to 12. But found none. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at last, two false witnesses came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and build it in three days. Matthew 26, verse 60 to 61. Silent when accused. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Isaiah 53 verse 7 Those also who seek my life lay snares for me. Those who seek my hurt speak of destruction and plan deception all the day long. But I, like a deaf man, do not hear, and I am like a mute who does not open his mouth. Thus I am like a man who does not hear, and in whose mouth is no response." Psalm 38, verse 12 to 14. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you answer nothing? What is it these men testify against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Matthew 26, verse 62 to 63. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, He answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not one word, so that the governor marveled greatly. Matthew 27 verse 12 to 14. Beaten and spat on. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 6. Then some began to spit on him, and to blindfold him, and to beat him, and to say to him, prophesy, and the offers struck him with the palms of their hands. Mark chapter 14 verse 65. Then Pilate said to them, why, what evil has he done? But they cried out the more, crucify him. So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them, and he delivered Jesus. After he had scourged him to be crucified, then the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium, and they called together the whole garrison, and they clothed him with purple, and they twisted a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they struck him on the head with the reed, and spat on him, and bowing the knee, they worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took the purple off him, and... Put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. Mark 15 verse 14 to 20. Was hated without a cause. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They are mighty who would destroy me. Being my enemies wrongfully, though I have stolen nothing, I still must restore it. Psalm 69 verse 4. They have also surrounded me with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. In return for my love they are my accusers, but I give myself to prayer. Thus they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Psalm 109 verse 3 to 5. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled which was written in their law. They hated me without cause. John 15 verse 22 to 25. Verse 22 to 25. can also read John chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. He suffered greatly for our redemption. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 to 6. And verse 12, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word, and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Matthew 8, verse 16 to 17 who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24-25 to 25. Crucified with sinners. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Isaiah 53 verse 12. With him they also crucified two robbers, one on his right and the other on his left. So the scripture was fulfilled which says, and he was numbered with the transgressors. Mark 15 verse 27 to 28. He would be pierced and none of his bones broken. For dogs have surrounded me and the congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. Psalm 22 verse 16 to 17. He guards all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Psalm 34 verse 20 And I will pour on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, so that you may believe. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. None of his bones shall be broken. And again another scripture says, They shall look on him whom they pierced. John 19 verse 33 to 37. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. John 20 verse 25 to 29. Mocked and insulted. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord, let him rescue him, let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Psalm 22 verse 6 to 8. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, Save yourself, if you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he is the King of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will deliver him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now if ye will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. Matthew twenty seven verse thirty nine to forty four. Given gall and vinegar. They also give me gold for my food, and for my thirst they give me vinegar. Psalm sixty nine verse twenty one. They gave him sour wine mingled with gold to drink, but when he had tasted it he would not drink. Immediately one of them rang and ran and took a sponge, sorry, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink. Matthew 27, verse 34, and verse 48. Praise for those who are against him. In return for my love, they are my accusers, but I give myself to prayer. Psalm 109, verse 4. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Isaiah 53 verse 12. How did he also intercede for them? And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast the lots. Luke 23 verse 33 to 14. To 34. Soldiers cast lots for his garment. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Psalm 22, verse 18. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to each soldier a part, and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven from the top in one piece. They said, therefore, among themselves, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. John 19, verse 23 to 24. In his agony, quoted a specific psalm. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Psalm 22 verse 1 And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27 verse 46 As Christ taught the disciples from all scripture and the Psalms, Psalm 22 clearly explains Christ's experience, 28 generations, Psalm 1 verse 17, before Christ came as a human. It is a painful psalm that reveals the greatest show of love there will ever be, a love God has for humanity. Please take time to read it. It clearly portrays Christ and the work he did in glorifying the Father and the work he did for us buried with the rich and they made his grave with the wicked but with the rich at his death because he had no violence nor was any deceit in his mouth isaiah 53 verse 9 now when evening had come there came a rich man from Arimathea named joseph who himself had also become a disciple of jesus this man went to pilate and asked for the body of jesus Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. When Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. Matthew 27 verse 57 to sixty. His resurrection. For you will not leave my soul in shul, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Psalm 16, verse 10. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me, Selah. Psalm 49, verse 15. For great is your mercy toward me, and you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. Psalm 86, verse 13. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. For he is risen, as he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and rang to bring his disciples word. And as as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, Rejoice. So they came and behold, beheld. Oh, I'm too excited. I keep making a mistake. Sorry. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Matthew 28 verse 5 to 9. Just picture the joy and how greatly they must have ran. Just imagine yourself at your happiest or just think of someone whom you've seen running because of joy. That That's what I'm thinking of right now. What a beautiful moment. His ascension to heaven. Before we continue his ascension to heaven, please remember that the disciples were definitely disheartened. I mean, they didn't fully understand that Jesus had to die. So when he died, it was heartbreaking for them. Can you imagine the confusion and how they must have been really sad and depressed even? Now we will look into this a bit more further down as we continue um, one of the episodes. Towards the closing episodes, we will see just how deep their sadness was And we will see what Jesus did to help them, to revive them. And it's so beautiful that I genuinely do not want you to miss out on that. So keep listening to the podcast until the very end. His ascension to heaven. You have ascended on high. You have led captivity captive. You have received gifts among men, even from the rebellious that the Lord God might dwell there. Psalm 68 verse 18. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Mark 16 verse 19. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. Acts chapter 1 verse 9. A lot has been taken in. We see the many threads that weave together one consistent and harmonious book. The Bible, both Old and New Testaments, testify of the same God. The Old Testament is as beautiful, painful, lovely, refreshing, and awe-striking as the New Testament. Feel free to pause this episode. Digest everything. Cry if you have to. Tears of sadness at first, then tears of joy, then continue when you return. Jesus did all of this for you. You are that valuable to him. Let us look at a few prophecies that foretell Jesus' second coming. Because of the previous prophecies, we see how when God says something will happen, it will happen indeed. He is coming with clouds and glory. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Matthew 24 verse 30 Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Acts chapter 1 verse 9 to 11 I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven, He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. Daniel chapter 7 verse 13 to 14. Behold he is coming with clouds and every eye will see him even they who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him even so amen revelation chapter 1 verse 7 and there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and on earth Distress of nations with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them from fear. And the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads. Because your redemption draws near. Luke 21 verse 25 to 28. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then he who are alive, sorry, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 to 18 Now Enoch the 7th from Adam prophesied about these men also saying behold the Lord comes with 10000s of his saints to execute judgment on all to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Jude chapter 1 verse 14 to 15. Enoch prophesied the second coming of Christ during his life. This is mind-blowing and reveals an important lesson. God did lay the plan for salvation in such great detail that he even revealed it to someone explicitly mentioned in the Bible. Enoch if he revealed it to Enoch who is to say he did not explain it to the other sons of God from the lineage of Adam Luke chapter 3 verse 23 to 20 to 38 sorry but let us not get carried away let us look at verses that explain the same true train of thought now Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about these men also saying Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against Him. Jude chapter 1 verse 14 to 15. And he said, The Lord came from Sinai and he dawned on them from Say. He shone forth From Mount Paran. And he came with ten thousands of saints. From his right hand came a fiery law for them. Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 2. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. Daniel chapter 7. Verse ten. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom, and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Revelation chapter five verse eleven to twelve. What Enoch prophesied happened during Moses' time on Mount Sinai when God restored his eternal decalogue. 1 John chapter 3 verse 4. Genesis chapter 2 verse 1 to 3, Exodus chapter 20 verse 8. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 to 17, Genesis chapter 4 verse 1 to 15. Cain was jealous of Abel. This grew into envy and eventually grew into murder. Genesis chapter 6 verse 5 to 8. Genesis chapter 22 verse 15 to 18. Genesis chapter 22 verse 2 to 6. Now all of this will be listed in the show notes below. The PDF with the script of this entire podcast. And you can read over these verses. The reason why I added these verses here is so that we could see how God restored his law. His law wasn't created on mount sinai and it's very interesting to trace that history very very interesting study i really believe you will enjoy that study if you just take time to pray and ask for wisdom and understanding to go through each and every one of these scriptures some of them may not seem too clear but really pay attention because there are key details in each of them okay But it seems that this thread continues on to a vision Daniel had. Now we're talking about Enoch. Coupled with what happens in the vision that John saw. Hmm. So for sure we see that Enoch saw something that was shown to many of the forefathers. Right down to the last book in Revelation. How God revealed to many of these men this vision and we see god's faithfulness there because the importance of prophecy is we see god's love in warning us of something that will come so that we are prepared he is not warning us so that we are afraid but he is warning us so that we can be prepared so we need to really pray and ask him to help us to prepare us remember philippians chapter 4 verse 13 which should be our memory text I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's move on to another really, really amazing prophecy. Jesus predicts the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. Lift up your feet to the perpetual desolations. The enemy has damaged everything in the sanctuary. Your enemies roar in the midst of your meeting place. They set up their banners for signs. They seem like men who lift up axes among the thick trees. And now they break down its carved wood all at once with axes and hammers. They have set fire to your sanctuary. They have defiled the dwelling place of your name to the ground. They said in their hearts, let us destroy them together. They have burned up all the meeting places of God in the land. Psalm 74 verse 3 to 8 Our holy and beautiful temple, where our fathers praised you, is burned up with fire, and all our pleasant things are laid waste. Isaiah 64 verse 11 Now hear this, you heads of the house of Jacob, and rulers of the house of Israel, who abhor justice and pervert all equity, who build up Zion with bloodshed, and Jerusalem with iniquity. Her heads judge for a bribe, Her priests teach for pay, and her prophets divide for money. Yet they lean on the Lord and say, Is not the Lord among us? No harm can come upon us. Therefore, because of you, Zion, shall be ploughed like a field. Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins, and the mountain of the temple like the bare hills of the forest. Micah chapter 3 verse 9 to 12. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Matthew chapter 24 verse 1 to 2. The Destruction of Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophet and stones those who are set to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Matthew 23 verse 37 to 39. Titus a Roman warrior, along with all his soldiers, destroyed the temple in A.D. 70, fulfilling this prophecy that Christ foretold through the prophets of old and with his very own mouth. We will list a link that you can read in the show notes pertaining the destruction of Jerusalem in A.D. 70. Signs of his soon coming from Matthew chapter 24. The sky washed by stars that fell from heaven. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Matthew 24 verse 29. An account from Pali P. Pratt of the stars falling from heaven in 1883. I witnessed the falling stars, which was the grandest and most sublime sight ever beheld. No fear entered my mind, but joy rather than awe. This was in the fall, September, I believe. If ever stars in the heavens had been on the move, it could not have excelled the sight. It appeared to me as some of the meteors or stars came down near the surface of Silver Lake on the banks of which I stood. And what makes it more interesting was that a mob had assembled in Missouri to mob the Latter-day Saints who had just been driven from Jackson County, Missouri and were in their tents, canopies, wagons, and etc. And on the banks of the Missouri River, God frightened the mob by this one of the signs of the last day so that great fear came upon the people and the mob fled, saying that the judgment day had come. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Matthew chapter 24 verse 5. This is painful. What does impersonating Christ do to many who could have become Christians but are misled? May I speak firmly about this? There is a video in the show notes that shows some people who have claimed to be Jesus Christ. This angers me because many people are misled, drawn away from the true light to darkness, cults sprouting as weeds in the field of true Christianity. Then when people notice that these are weeds, as you will see in the video, they will condemn Christianity as a whole. Many will be robbed of the remarkable experience of having a relationship with God. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 There is one mediator. No human being can claim to be this. That would be a lie. Here is something else that will happen. There will be a grand culmination of this. One will pose and pretend to be Christ. This is why Jesus gave us all the prophecies to keep us armed against the lies that Satan will bring. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 14-15 The last great deception will be Satan pretending to be Jesus Christ. Pretending to be the light of men, yet there is only one who is the light of men. Despite pretending to be the light of men, he, Satan, is an angel of darkness. Slowly read through the book of John. It beautifully emphasizes the truth of who the true light of men is. Please may I pause here. I fear having a heart attack. I will list a video in the show notes of someone who will explain this far better than I can. We will cover in great detail the second coming of our Saviour Jesus Christ in a future season of the podcast. This has been a painful yet beautiful episode. In it we see the fruition of God's plan to save us. I pray that hearing mostly from the Bible enriched you, that it allowed you to think deeply about these truths. Many prophecies have been fulfilled because God wants us to know that he is God and he wants to reclaim us as his own. Despite the pain that he went through, Jesus endured for us. Let us hold on to this firm truth. God loves us. He wants to be reunited with us. He wants the best for us. Hence why he, our shepherd, wants to lead us to his eternal kingdom in heaven. Are you willing to take his hand as he leads you home?